0: again welcome
1: to the hen house i'm your host vanessa and i'm here with my co-host hey i'm grace we had a little hiatus just life got in the way for a couple weeks but we're back with episode three we're gonna talk about self-care and being gentle with yourself so grace do you want to hop in you do a lot of good self-care regularly i do
0: I i try man i try um I never used to do too much self-care, either like physically or mentally, emotionally. Uh, I was always very much like a yes man. And if somebody needed something, I was always going out of my way for people and just completely draining myself. Uh, So the biggest form of self-care that I took on was just learning to say no. (laughs) And instead using that for myself and allowing myself some rest. And just doing things to show myself self-love and, um, and just relaxation and some pampering.
1: <laughs> and that's huge because I, I don't do that as much as I should. And I know that a lot of people, they get so wrapped up in whether it's work or, the, you know, just like your, to, your daily to-do list that you put yourself last. And so when you don't get to the end of the to-do list the stuff that doesn't get done is the stuff that you were going to do for yourself whether it's paint your nails or take a bath or go to tj and just look around and splurge on a whatever and so i take inspiration from you because you're always journaling or hiking or just i mean almost daily i think that you definitely take the time to care for yourself and I think that most people don't do that and it's kind of sad and I'm guilty of that too
0: yeah um I also get to this point and there are days I still struggle and I can um forget myself I guess you could say but I mean one of the things that kind of made me come to and realize I needed to take self-care a little bit more seriously was getting uh, chronically sick and realizing I only have one body and one life and you can't get your time back um, if you waste it on others or just kind of like frivolous things. Uh, and so I just decided to kind of invest in myself. Um, and a lot of people, like when it comes to doing things for their health or their body or self-care, they always use the excuse of, oh, well, that that's so expensive. And it's just like, it's not an expense. It's an investment to take care of the one thing that you have <laughs> that another up. And that's you. It's your body. It's your mind and soul. Um, So it's just very important to take care of it physically, mentally. I mean, every morning, one thing that's been huge for me is in the mornings, the first thing I do is a gratitude journal. And it's been proven scientifically as well in studies to just help people get in a good frame of mind and mindset and to have a more positive outlook from the beginning of the day. That way you stop letting what's happened to you control you and you can kind of just manage your emotions a little bit better towards the world
1: well so a couple things that i think are huge that that one of these things i want to try to remember to reiterate at the end but that's huge that when you're doing something for yourself it's not an expense it's an investment because i get into that like especially with like going to a salon and having a haircut now part of it is because I've just had horrendous experiences I fall into that category of oh that's too expensive or like I mean because you go to get your haircut at a salon it's like 50 bucks and then so I'm like oh well that's too expensive or anything like going to yoga like I want to go to yoga and I just I haven't not I don't think it's because of the expense necessarily, but like, I don't put that care for myself with two people that I am friends with. Like they go on Mondays and they've invited me multiple times and it's like, I, that's something that I want to do, but then it's kind of like, I put myself at the bottom of my to-do list. So then by the end of the day, I'm like, I don't have the freaking energy because I've spent it on other people. And the other thing that you said that I think is extremely important is that it is important to say no. I'm dealing with a situation now where I'm battling with if I should say no to something and to, and to other people that are wanting me to do something. And it's kind of like I have to figure out if saying yes to that is kind of giving up a little bit of myself versus saying no. Is that better for my soul and a more kind answer for me. And then the other thing that I thought of while you were saying that is that in therapy, my therapist has been been pointing this out. And this is like one of the first times where I've really embodied something that I've learned or done in therapy and I'm practicing it regularly and it's changing my life is That my thing is, and I don't know if maybe you do this too, but I know, I know that there's people that do this, that you have an experience with someone, something negative happens. They're not listening or they say something that is rude or you just have, they do something wrong or mean or just shitty. And my thing that I generally have done all my life is that I will be angry at that person for treating me that way saying that thing doing that thing and then immediately that switches off and I put it inward and I get ang- this horrible anxiety and so my therapist pointed out so you're punishing yourself for something that somebody else did and I was like oh and that landed like it landed and I was like and she said that a bunch of times and I was like holy shit so like in the last week And I think this ties into self-care because in the last week, I've had a couple of situations where normally I would just bite my tongue and I've become more transparent with people, obviously in a kind, direct, and honest manner, but it makes you immediately feel less tense and anxious if people know where you stand. And I think that saying no ties into that because there are a lot of times that I've done the same thing where it's going somewhere or making plans or whatever it is. And you really don't want to, but you say yes, because you don't want the other person to be upset. So then the whole time you're there, you're like, oh my God, I didn't want to come. I dreaded it all day. I don't want to be here. This is taking entirely too
0: long and I'm miserable. People need to learn to go like, stop getting in their own way and putting themselves in positions like that where they're just uncomfortable. And like, like you said, like you let how other people's actions make you feel affect your, you and your personal life. And it's kind of like that old saying, like, it's like you're, you're drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Like, and like one thing that's really helped me with stuff like that, one, I wrote myself an apology letter for letting it get to me the way that it did. And then I wrote that other person and I never gave it to them, <laughs> but so you can Or you can just hold on to it or burn it. Um, I wrote the other person a forgiveness letter. I forgive you for what you did. And this is how it made me feel. But hurt people hurt people. There's that one quote. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you handle it. It's all Mm -hmm. really about the mindset and how you have that emotional maturity to get through situations like that. To forgive somebody else is not to say that it's not justifying what they put you through. And like not at all trying to say like oh well if you've been through something you shouldn't let it get to you because you know mm-hmm. i'm not trying to invalidate anybody's emotions because there are situations that are very hard but what i'm trying to say is that people i want to use a quote from tony where your um oh i'm gonna quote it wrong i just know it <laughs> where your focus goes your energy flows and so when people are focusing on these negative situations It's just going to consume them and they're just going to live in this negative mindset and negative life that doesn't allow for growth. You have to kind of get out of your comfort zone because life begins at the end of your comfort zone and just break into those uncomfortable things, face those uncomfortable emotions and take responsibility for where you are in those situations where you let your emotions control you because your life, where you are today is a hundred percent how you reacted to every circumstance you've been through. Yep. And that's not, I'm not trying to downplay it, but it's all about your re, uh, response to things. So most people react. They don't respond. They just react. It's impulsive. They don't think, consciously take action to address things.
1: I think the way that people initially respond to things is that hardwired, like nature virtu- versus nurture, like whichever way you're psyche has interpreted your upbringing or the experiences that you've had I think that initially like that's the way that people will respond so some people are raised in a way that they just immediately time out and analyze and then there's people that immediately react on the offensive about any little thing you know any little critique and that person's a piece of shit what a fucking like what a fucking asshole that person is and you think about the people that you know in your life, it's like that rotten apple thing where if there's a rotten apple, every all the apples get rotten. I've worked with people where one person is just this constantly negative victim, bitching about everybody else. And even the best intentioned person gets sucked in and is like, yeah, you're right. That was blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're not finding a solution. And I think to tie that into self-care, that's why I think that what you said was so important that. There are things that we have to do that are expenses. And so this might help illustrate for some people, like, your light bill is an expense. Your food bill is an expense. Your health insurance is an expense. But like you do a lot of taking supplements and looking into like new things that you can do for yourself, like new bath bombs or creams or sense or things like that that are you're always like changing things up and so you're investing in all of those things sometimes you don't invest in that thing again sometimes you invest in that thing once and you're like "Ah, I didn't really like that
0: yeah you know self-care looks different for everybody because what works for one person what makes them just kind of come to the center doesn't always work for someone else like I've shared my routines and things I do And products I use with other people. And it just, I mean, everybody's different. So finding your own self-care routine is just kind of, it's your own journey. And it's not going to happen instantly. I mean, for me to get to the point I have, and I still have a long way to go. I mean, this took years of work of finding things and finding enough love for myself to say, hey, yes, this might be a cost in the beginning. But in the long run, this is going to make me feel good and help me mentally feel happier and emotionally feel happier and safer. And that's very important. And people need to stop feeling selfish for taking care of themselves. Because that's one thing I had um, that was kind of a blockage for me is I'm a single mother. So any growing up, I have a uh, raising my son that I've done anything for myself. I have been, I've had it thrown in my face saying, oh, you could have spent that money on Isaac. Oh, you could be doing this with Isaac. And it's just like, well, what about me? I, I feel like it's especially hard for mothers to do self-care because they're so focused on, there's like a stigma of what mothers are allowed to do or not do once they have a child. Like they can't say, Oh, I'm exhausted. I need a break because, Oh, you chose to have that child. Mm -hmm. Like it's like these things are thrown in your face and there's such a stigma. I do the same thing where like I have
1: invested in my spin bike and I got that December of not last year, but the year before. And that was like the thing that I It wasn't cheap. It was definitely an investment. And I did it. And that's the thing that I have constantly done. Like, I multiple times a week will do that for an hour. And even if I like the first 15 minutes is like, I hate my life right now. I, this is the stupidest thing. I'm so pissed. Like, 10 more minutes into it, I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. And then by the end, I'm like, wow, I feel really great, you know? But, there are times when I have busted my ass all day and I go down there with my headphones to watch my, whatever I, I usually watch somebody like riding their bike on the beach or right now I'm watching somebody drive from California to New York city. And that's my time. Like that is my hour out of the day where that's my world. And my kid has drums down there. And so a couple times while I was riding my bike, he would come down and play his drums. And I'm like, I, I haven't not said anything yet, but this conversation is helping me realize like it's okay for me to be like, this is the one hour today where you're not going to play your drums or while I'm throwing pottery. Like if I'm working down there, I'm in my zone listening to my music and doing my thing, and I don't want to hear you playing your drums 20 feet away from me. Like I I don't want that. So I agree because as a mom, I'm like, yeah, but he's being creative and he's he's doing he's nurturing himself. So I should not intervene, but then what am I doing to myself? I'm not nurturing myself because I'm sitting on the bike going like am I going to be able to tune this out and do this thing for myself? When you do your like baths or whatever, I'm sure you make sure that he's like all set Do you know what I mean? You're not like, okay, I'm going to go take a bath. So why don't you come and sit on the toilet and play the keyboard?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Isaac definitely knows my bath time is kind of my zen time. Uh, Because for me, one thing that is a huge part of my self-care routine is I will uh, average a 10-minute yoga practice, which is short for most people's eyes. But for me and my body and my health issues, 10 minutes is all I can do most days. Um, so I'll do some 10 minute stretches cause I found that yoga really helps me get in tune with my body. See where the tints, kind of breathe through everything and clear my head. And then I'll take a bath with a bath bomb or some CBD salts and things like that. Cause it's not only good for detoxing, it helps like all my muscles and soreness and it just feels good for me. Like I can clear my head. I'll have some meditations going in the background. So I'll be doing some breath work. Um, I'll be diffusing essential oils a lot of the time while I'm doing it and read a book because I that's something I enjoy. And a lot of the times I'm reading self-help or self-development books. Um, so <laughs> it's like I'm healing at the same time. And it's just, it's my half hour to hour of just me time. And my son knows that. And it's been so important to me and so therapeutic and helpful just to have that space and create that space for myself and make sure those around me, my loved ones and cared ones um, respect that. And it also gives them time to have their hour away. Son, I've gotten him into gratitude journaling and currently his, his self care, I guess you could say is he's really into chess um, right now. So he's been looking up like chess moves and plays during my hour bath and just like doing something that helps him feel good.
1: Well, that's the other thing you're teaching him, but as you're leading by example, how important self-care is. And so he's going to grow up and have that just be a part of who he is. And that's huge because most people start life feeling like they are not entitled to take a break or slow down, especially young adults You know, because a lot of times we'll say to them, well, I wish I had your energy. And so they get this idea like they're not allowed to be tired or that, you know what I mean? Or they're not allowed to be stressed out or they're not allowed to just do nothing or look up chess moves or, you know, whatever he wants to do as, as a young person that, that is nurturing for himself. And I think that's great because you're setting him up for success in that chapter of himself, you know?
0: Yeah, I think learning self-care young is incredibly important because a lot of things that happen to us in our youth affect us when we're older. And for me personally, when I was younger, um, I felt very neglected. I had good parents. I'm not saying my parents were bad, but I did not feel loved. I did not feel supported. I didn't feel like I was given um, the space or opportunity to develop myself or figure out what I liked. And I felt like a lot of things were forced down my throat as far as beliefs and religion and things like that. And I just felt caged and unhappy. And in my teenage years, um, I was very depressed and anxious and suicidal. And I, it was because of my childhood. And it's not because my parents didn't love me, but they didn't. And I also didn't feel safe to talk to them about anything. Um, So there was no communication in emotions. It was actually pretty frowned upon in my family to talk about your emotions. And so I wanted to change that for Isaac because I didn't want him growing up and feeling the way that I did. Um, That way he could have a healthier start and like more of a grounding and foundation as a young adult, as he develops himself and, and grows as a person.
1: And I think I've done the same thing. It's like, I grew up in a household. My parents were 30 years different in age. My mom was like 27. My dad was 57 when I was born. And so right away there was this generational gap in my home and then they were such different people and you know of that they were just of different mindsets as far as parenting and my emotions were never taken into consideration nurtured cared for validated like experiences that I had that were not good as a child were swept under the carpet. And it was basically like, we don't talk about that. We don't, we don't have feelings about those things. And so with my child, I'm, I'm very open with how I'm feeling. If I feel like crying, I've always cried in front of him. And some people are like, well, you shouldn't do that because they need to see that you're strong. It's like, they also need to see that I'm not. And that I am a human that is having human feelings because otherwise kids grow up and they're like, are are my parents robots or is there something wrong with me that I feel upset, depressed, sad, angry, because you don't see that from the people that are raising you. And it's like, or if something happens to you and they don't appear at all upset about it, it's like, um, isn't that your job? So I do the same thing. I, I am completely different with my child because of how my, my childhood was. And it's like, it shouldn't be that way, but I think it's kind of amazing that we both are doing that in just how we are as people, you know. It's
0: very important, I think, to have that kind of open and just, like, honest about life kind of relationship with your kids because it sh- it helps break a lot of stigmas around things, especially for boys because boys are told, well, boys need to be strong and they can't show emotions. They need to do this and that and, like, they need to be the man in the household and the breadwinner. And it's like, well, that's... More. And they need to realize it's okay to feel it's okay to be honest about your emotions. It's okay to cry. You don't have to always be the red It's okay. If the woman makes more money, like there's mm-hmm. all these stigmas that children grow up with and that are just pounded to their brain that need to be broken. Cause when people have these expectations or think they're supposed to be a certain way and they're not, they beat themselves up and they, they think they're not enough.
1: Well, and then you were talking about like growing up, like, getting things shoved at you or put in a box or a cage and I felt that way with my education like anything that I was passionate about I mean I started writing poetry when I was like in third grade and as I got older and better at it I mean I had those steno books like just full and full and full of of my poems and so, so as a young person, that was already something that I did all the time as a hobby, but that I, I nurtured and I grew in that way, or I would write stories. And so then at one point in college, I realized that I could major in English literature and like be a writer. And I, I was discouraged by my grandparents because they were paying for my bachelor's degree And they didn't think that that would be a wise investment for them. And it really broke my heart looking back at it and the like tailspin educationally and the zigzag that I've taken from that point to this. I mean, it has been a lot of just wandering aimlessly trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And I already knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. I wanted to be a writer how where was why is it any of their business do you know what i mean like it's that's not taking me into consideration and my passion and i think that that happens a lot with like you were saying like with religion or like this box where this is how you're expected to feel think be and not taking little grace or little vanessa into consideration as humans we're just these like children who are invalidated as far as who we are. And then that is very hard to get out of when you're an adult and you're like, oh, I'm going to go do this thing for myself. There's this guilt. And I think you've been able to finally, I'm sure you had guilt in the beginning. Like you're oh, getting tons. better. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> getting better at dealing with that. And so I, and I need to like try to get there because there are times where that's what I do. I like guilt myself out of thinking that i am worth spending a lot of money on having a haircut or buying something like a pair of boots that are two hundred dollars i'm like the the, i would have them for probably 20 years but i'm like oh but but i will on a dime go and spend that money on my child like if he's like i want this guitar this refurbished guitar at the music store i would immediately drop i have immediately dropped 150 on something for him but then if i'm like wow i really want this thing this would be great for me and and being okay with getting yourself something that isn't for something like i got my ipad for my business or i got shoes for work or i got like it's okay if you're just getting it because you like it and and you're so much better at that than i am you know it's like i i I think that that is such a valuable message to send to people that it's okay to not have any other reason to, to invest that money other than the fact that you want it and it will make you happy and it is caring for yourself. I think that's really admirable.
0: Thanks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because a lot of the stuff that you do, like it's not cheap, you know, CBD is expensive. And I, I think that, and your supplements are expensive. And I think that it's, it's admirable that you're like, that is irrelevant. I'm making this a priority.
0: Yeah. I think my biggest expense that I spent on myself and I had a lot of people give me shit for it, uh, was a Kangen water machine. So they're water ionizers. Um, and when I was at the peak of my sickness, when I first became ill, I, was doing all this research on things that could help with health and the body is 70% water. And I was just like, well, I, what kind of quality water do I have? Is my water making me sick? And so I bought this $5,000 water ionizer <laughs> and everybody was like, you don't have any money. How are you doing this? And I was like, you know what? I'm making payment plans because this is for me. This is yep. for my health. Our body is 70% water. So i want to make sure it's getting fucking high. antioxidants. Great. And like I, I put supplements in the mix too because I uh, it's I think gut health is very important because the gut is the second brain and a lot of like disease and autoimmune issues start in the gut. So I took a lot of expensive Uh, I took a lot of money and put it towards you know expensive things because my health is an investment and my body is an investment and I do not regret my purchases at all in those regards and some people say like well how can you complain about money then if you're buying these things it's like well like
1: (laughs) right because people don't say that about your car yeah they're not like why did you buy a car you're like because I need to get to work and they're like oh yeah yeah people don't question things like that or why did you buy groceries but it's like, why did you splurge on yourself? And you're supposed to feel like you have to justify it. It's like, no, um, you shouldn't have to justify doing something like that for yourself. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, you're right. You, you're, you have one body. You have one mind. You, you need to do, and I think that that's the takeaway. Is like. And because you pointed out like everybody like some not everybody is going to find taking a bath like their thing or yoga their thing or like there are people that are probably like I am not going to hop on a spin bike you could put you could tell me that you're going to push me off a cliff if I didn't get on a spin bike and I'd be like all right I'm ready to jump off a cliff like everybody everybody's got their different thing but I think that that's the other important piece of the puzzle is that People are not always, they don't feel like they're allowed or entitled to figure that out. You know what I mean? It's like some people could just want one of those big like swinging like nest chairs like that hang and they just want to like sit there and stare at a tree. Like if that's what you want to do, then that's what your thing is. You know, there are some people that are like, I really want to just ride a motorcycle and feel the wind through my whatever, my hair and that's their thing like i think that that there are people who just like that's the first thing that they cut out when they don't have time or money and i think that you have got the right idea because you're like no that this is a priority
0: yeah well my thing is like and it was a question that somebody had you know kind of proposed to me and said well what is how do they word it i'm sorry my brain is like farting today um you're fine they i said, can smell it difference of how things be if you stay where you where you are now Worse could they be if you make take this risk basically is what Mm -hmm. they're asking like for me with the with the water machine i even gave myself some crap for in the beginnings because i was like like, i don't have this money i don't have like that thousand dollar machine i actually opened a whole new credit card just so i could purchase this machine but my thing is it is an investment because if i can spend five thousand dollars right now on this machine and then pay, you know, maybe 60 bucks a month on my supplements, which is about what I do. And it could save me thousands in medical bills yeah. down the line. It's worth it then to me. And th- mm-hmm. that was kind of where why I did these things. And I've had a lot of people throw to my face, well, why are these expensive CBD products. Well, honestly, if I didn't take all these expensive CBD products and drink my Kong water. I would have more medical bills. I've actually noticed a decrease in my medical bills since I started doing these things like changing up my health routine. I have spent less money on therapy because I physically feel better and I'm mentally clearer when I'm taking care of myself and drinking the right water and taking these supplements and taking the CBD and buying my bath bombs and taking that time for myself. I'm saving money down the line. Yes, I'm spending money now, but it's an investment. And people oh. realize that about yes it can be costly but I mean mental health is everything everything look at how high the depression rates and suicide rates are mental health is everything and if you don't take care of it take care of that look where you could end up and Mm -hmm. I hate to say it that morbidly but my health was going to shit which caused my mental health to go to shit because when you're physically feeling like crap all the time it, it affects your mental health I was in a very dark place And when I finally said, hey, I love myself enough and I care about myself enough to invest in myself and do these things, my health got better. My mental health got better. I just felt happier as a person.
1: Well, and here's the other thing. I have done this myself. People will justify spending more money on things that are self-destructive. To impress people. yeah, there's that. Or like, let's say, you know, I used to smoke once upon a time and I know people that smoke and it's like, you're willing, I don't even know how much cigarettes are. Let's say they're $12 or $15 or whatever. So people will scoff at like a $9 bath bomb, but they'll spend $15 on a pack of cigarettes. It's like, they're like, well, that's my thing. That's what I like. It's like, okay, but you're slowly killing yourself or, you could spend that $9 on a bath bomb and have a really just nice, relaxing. There's nothing bad in that. Like, you're not going to hurt yourself with a bath bomb. Do you know what I mean? It's like everything positive is going to come out of it. Even if you're like, well, that didn't do anything for me. Okay, well, your skin is soft and you smell nice. Like, nothing. People will justify it, like buying alcohol or or cigarettes or Doing things that are, they're, they're not investing in themselves, even if it's something that they like. It's you're, you're, I don't know, it's like you're cutting yourself off at the knees and justifying something that is bad for you, but you won't justify spending even less than that on something like a class or a gym membership.
0: Yeah. And you don't always even have to spend money. Cause like you say, you see me do all these things for myself and I do, but I don't always spend money on everything. Yes. I do buy myself bath bombs, but I also enjoy a lot of giveaways and try to win, <laughs> win things. <Yep. laughs> um, like recently I, I want to give away and got a bunch of body care stuff and I'm, I'm using that and taking self care to the next level with my skin routine. Um, have to spend money for self-care like you mentioned earlier earlier yoga classes i haven't paid for a yoga class and lord knows i actually mm-hmm. watch it on youtube there's yoga available to you on youtube check um, out yoga with adrian she's oh, awesome I like Boho beautiful she's she's <laughs> my go-to but yes i do yoga with adrian as well <laughs> But there's so many free things you can do. Taking a walk in nature, that's self-care. I walk the beach every morning before I go to work, rain or shine, because it clears my head and just starts my day right. Walk, you can do yoga, you can just do some stretch, just breathe. There's there's. so we can walk you through meditations and breath work and just like there, it doesn't always have to cost money to take care of yourself because that's another thing I want to emphasize because you things I've purchased and like done but it you can do things that are free um, because I know money is tight (laughs) for a lot of people it is for me Um, but I just know that I need to invest in myself to keep myself here
1: (laughs) so I mean really if you look at it like I have done you know just YouTube yoga I guess you could say you can get a mat at TJ Maxx you know you want a nice mat that's something you need to invest in so you're not hurting your body but if you buy yourself a $20 yoga mat, you can get your yoga classes on YouTube. Like you don't need to pay for them or you can get a, I've got plenty of like $4 and like 79 cent things of the Dr. Teal's Epsom salt bubble bath with different, you know, things in it. And that is less than $5 and you're going to get so many baths out of that. Like you're, you don't need to spend money or,
0: Make your own bath bombs. Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) I want to try that. Like, but the other thing is, is like, what is something that you do every day? Okay. People usually cook a meal. When you do your groceries, like take the time before that to go on Pinterest and like, maybe you want to try Mediterranean cooking. Maybe you want to try Mexican cooking. Maybe you want to try some Ethiopian food. Like pick one thing that you're going to cook that next week and get the stuff. And like, that can be your self-care is like indulging in like a nice meal it doesn't have to cost a lot of money but just something you're you've never done before so that you can nurture that part of you if you're interested in it or finding a new podcast that's free or finding a new music to listen to or going to a library I think people have forgotten that libraries exist go 100%. to a go to the <laughs> library to <laughs> like it's free you can get especially if you go to like a university or college everybody's got a university or a college relatively close to, close to where they live they have the best libraries because they also have the self-care books because they usually have psychology departments and you can just get fiction, nonfiction, science. You can learn something like it's just it's it's important or you can find online classes. Let's say you want to learn how to crochet or bead work or painting or soap making or pottery or whatever. You can find free classes or really, really, really cheap classes that are online so that you don't even have to leave your house. You don't even have to like wash your face, put on a bra, just sit in front of your computer. You can put some tape over your camera so nobody can even see you, but you feel like you're with people and you learn something new because that's something that I think is important as far as me personally and my self-care is I am big on not stagnating and always growing and learning and trying new things and so if you have not tapped into that part of yourself just think to yourself what is a hobby or thing that I want to learn about and just go for it like who cares if you screwed up you guys should have seen my pottery when I learned pottery it was it was about as you'd expect it looked like a blind toddler on like (laughs) bourbon like like a drunk blind toddler
0: toddler on bourbon
1: Yeah. Like a drunk blind toddler made a mug. And so like that, you know, you, so when you make things in the beginning, they're going to be crap, but you made it. And it's like, that's the other thing about self-care and self-forgiveness is if you're going to do something, if you're going to take a yoga class or try to learn something, don't be an asshole to yourself and be like, well, I can't bend that way, or I can't do this, or I can't make the needles do it. Yeah, because you're just doing it for the first time and you're probably watching a person do it or reading a book of somebody who's been doing it for decades. You know, you 100%. can't, yeah, you can't like dive in and be like, well, I suck. This is, there's a, there's like a, one of those TikToks that, that is like, there's this guy in the background saying, if you don't succeed the first time or if it's not like perfect the first time, that's okay. Try again. And like, then there's like this other voice goes, I'm trash. It's trash. I'm never doing that again. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like that. I've seen it, that. Yeah. It applies to so many things, whether it's cooking or, or self care. It's like, you're not going to get it right. The first time you're going to get some things wrong and you're not trash. You need to just be like, Oh, apparently I'm not a fan of reading outside in a hammock because I'm being distracted by the birds. Okay, then lay out on the hammock and look at the birds. Like, cut the book out of the transition here. You, you know what I mean? It's like, I think people have this idea. They go online and they see people doing certain things and they don't sit there and go like, but that's not my, that's not, doesn't apply to me. I want to, you know, dye my hair black and whatever. Like, it's it looks different for everybody. And it's just so, so important. And to wrap back around to saying no i think that is huge you're definitely like the the one dropping all the like wisdom today grace no you like, got a ton to, <laughs> no no don't put
0: yourself down like that but self it's like care, bitch, that's right that's right
1: <laughs> but and i started this podcast drinking some free verse starter which is uh, the most amazing tea ever so check out free verse but not a sponsor but what i wanted <laughs> to say be. <laughs> yeah <laughs> But what I want to say is that uh, that saying no, it's like, even if it feels icky, and my therapist hates when I say something makes me feel icky. She's like, no, how does it actually make you feel? I'm like, icky. She's like, no, that's not. Yes. Even if it makes you feel icky to turn down an invite for to get together, whether it's a date or meeting a friend or a job offer or somebody is trying to have you help them with something and you're like moving or whatever like can you go get this thing for me can you give me a ride here it gives you the sob story you do not have to say yes and if you say no it doesn't make you a bad person I think that's huge I think people be- beat themselves up I do that where I will stand up for myself or say no to something. And then I continually run through my head that they're going to be pissed at me, or I'm an asshole, or I feel guilty about it. You don't need to feel any of those things. Because if that person, if, if you ask that person for the same thing they're asking you for nine times out of 10, they're going to be like, no. And they're not going to think about it again. Do you know, it's like, I think that people with empathy or people that are people pleasers have a harder time with it for sure than like narcissists or people who are self-centered. And I think that that's the thing that sucks because we're the ones that need to be able to say no more.
0: Yeah, it all kind of starts with self-love to learn to say no. Um, Because like I said, I couldn't say no because I didn't love myself or feel just um, so one thing that helped me that I want to suggest for people, because it was huge and I still do it is just air work, literally talk to yourself in the mirror, say affirmations. I bought chalk markers for like $5 at uh, Marshall's and I'll write on my mirror affirmations or things I like about myself. So stand naked in front of the mirror now and on the mirror, things that I like about my body. And in the beginning it felt awkward and weird and uncomfortable. Um, and it takes a while to really start to find things that, you like, but it's worth it because once you find one, then you find a few more. And like, I grew my um, confidence back up and my self-esteem back up through mirror work.
1: I think that the mirror work is probably like really a struggle in the beginning. I can totally see where it takes a lot of like self-acceptance in order to, because we are so critical about our bodies, we just are. And you may look at me and not see the things that I am like, I hate this about myself. And I may look at you and not see the things that you loathe about yourself. You can't lie to yourself when you're naked in front of a mirror.
0: It's like very awkward and uncomfortable at the beginning. I mean, the first few times I did it, I was like, ah, this makes me feel like I'm on a mirror looking at myself naked. Yeah. But through that, so definitely highly suggest doing mirror work because that was one of the really transformative things in my uh, self-care and self-love acceptance and
1: my body is my home and I love it for for its flaws and for the things that I love about it and I think that goes a long way like you were saying there was something you were talking about that helped with your confidence oh it was the body thing it was the mirror thing yep the mirror and work definitely definitely And I think that that is a huge part of accepting ourselves because 9% of the time we are our worst critic and enemy and roadblock to happiness and self-acceptance and not being judgy about how clothes fit or, you know, back fat or we're too tall, we're too short. We're too bony. We're too flappy, like, like a brand new car. You get a brand new car and there's nothing wrong with it. Well, I'm somebody who immediately will like drive into something. So it was pretty soon after I had my car that there was like a scrape on it. And I was like, oh my God, it's flawed now. There's something wrong with it. We've driven it to Boston a ton like we've we've taken trips it's like people have like dinged it in the parking lot like people have like shopping carts have bumped bumped into it. So like as time goes on and then we've got another vehicle that's really old that's like held together with like a wing and a prayer and (laughs) bodies are the same way like you start out for the most part that like all your joints move smoothly and you're flexible and you're good. And then as you put more miles on your body, whether it's through physical things or experiences or mentally, your body has things happen to it. You have a child, you get in an accident and end up with a huge scar. You have a medical thing and have a huge scar. You have a medical thing that causes your body to look a certain way. And I think that it's important to just realize that That's okay. Like we don't all have to look the same. You know, I think that there are people who really compare themselves to others in a way that is detrimental to their mental health. And so cut that shit out. Cut you know, like I'll go to the store and like sweatpants and a sweatshirt. And sometimes I don't care. I'm like pulling it off. But sometimes I'm like, are people looking at me going like, Did you just crawl out from under a rock? You must you're, you're one of the people at oh, Walmart. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Or like, or like when I go to tractor supply, like I don't worry about what I'm wearing because I'm like, these people are my people. <laughs> like They're going to be here in their like, you know, boots and sweatpants, like their car hearts, They're going to get it. You know, <laughs> why did I not care about myself and like the message that I'm sending to the world? By not even just seeing what a hot mess I look like before. I, you know what I mean? Like, I just. I just gotta be going more gonna,
0: mindful, I guess. I mindful guess. And present.
1: I mean, part of me doesn't care. And I'm like prideful that I don't like spend five hours doing fake eyelashes and makeup before I leave the house. But part of me is like, you look like shit. Like, you. <laughs> you look like shit. (laughs) For some people,
0: makeup is a form of self-care for me. No, you're right. Makeup is a form of self-hate because I know I'm going to break out all the next day. (laughs) So Uh... I just don't care.
1: (laughs) No, but you're right. You're right. There are some people who that's their thing. Like that's their thing. And for me, like I got to the point where like it hurts my eyes. Like I, I'm like you, it's like, I hate this. And so I stopped doing it, but it's like, but you're right, but you're right. But I think that for me I need to start. And you know, the pandemic happened and then when it started, I was floor nursing so I would just wear scrubs at work and then like sweatpants at home and it was like I had these two like lanes that I was in or like if my husband took me on a date, then I would like dress nicely. And it's like it's okay to dress nicely to go to like run errands. And that's something that I want to start doing for myself. Like I've been online like trying to look at like different kinds of clothing that I can invest in that would make me feel pulled together and like good about myself and that's something that I have just started doing like that's a self-care thing that I'm consciously doing that I know is going to cost money because I am like the cheapest I, I I just I am like one of those people who like orders shit on Amazon and i i really am not a fan of amazon but it saves you money and i'm cheap but it's like it's okay to go to like a nice place and like try on clothes and be like oh wow
0: do you know what i mean like yeah i've noticed I, like on my worst days or the days i actually get dressed up and this is kind of yes I mean, you this, said that like you wore makeup one day concealing. when you were like no in bad, but like I dress up on my bad days because those days I can't motivate myself. When I dress up and I put on makeup, I get compliments. <laughs>
1: so, yes, that's good.
0: I mean, sometimes on my bad days, I'll get dressed up on makeup and then like I'll get those little compliments. It kind of brings me back up to where I need to be. And that gets me to where I need to be for myself to get back in my making, like doing my own self care. That's what I'm going to do. Well,
1: I think that that's huge because. And I, I agree a hundred percent because like, I, I think about how many times I'm going right back to the sweatpants in the grocery store, but I, I think about why do I do that? And how many times have I done that? And like, do I feel good about myself when I do that? Or like my husband does not leave the house in sweatpants. Like even if he's driving my son to, to the school to like drop him off for school, he gets dressed. Like he puts on a flannel shirt and jeans and his Timberlands and his coat and a hat and I will I have driven my son to school in a fleece onesie that has from like Christmas story with the ears and my husband's boots like I've done that and it's like I will go out with my husband to a store and he is wearing his Levi's and his Timberlands and his flannel shirt and I'm wearing sweatpants and it's like, oh, my God. Like, he's okay with it. But I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just... I'm having this realization, like, as we're talking about the fact that I'm a hot mess. It's, but I mean, a, hey, I'm you're fucking comfortable, mess.
0: though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, there's nothing wrong with, like, jeans and a sweater. Like, no, no, that, no. I, jeans. That, <laughs> okay. All right. Leggings
0: and a sweater. There we go. All
1: right. But I'm like... Um. Yeah. So maybe part of my self care that I'm gonna start doing is taking more initiative to wear things that make me feel good about myself.
0: All right. I would say my takeaways today: is stop s- caring. Start saying no. Start saying yes to yourself, no to others. Find that thing that fuels you and makes you happy in that and invest in yourself because it's so important to do what's best for you
1: okay and my my takeaway is something you said which is self-care is not an expense it is an investment i think that is i'm writing that down so um thank you guys so much for being here you can follow us on our instagram which is what? Oh my God. The Hen House Pod. Is it the Hen House Pod? It's
0: the Hen House Pod.
1: Okay. The Hen House Pod. And you can email me at us. You can email us at, wait, I don't know what our email is. podcast at gmail.com. If you have a suggestion, I think that's right. It will bounce back if that's not our email address. (laughs) I will put it in the description of our episode. But anyways, so thank you for being patient while we had a hiatus and we will hopefully be back on track and we will see you guys next time. All right. That That was a good one. I am definitely going to edit out my rant about my fucking sweatpants. Oh my God. I am definitely going to edit out my rant about my fucking sweatpants. Oh my God.